This week on the Notorious Scandals podcast. Well, yeah, you have you have principles unlike me, I guess. Traitor. Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a podcast focused on tactics and competitive play for Star Wars Legion. Hosted by Kyle Dornboss, Michael Barry, and David Zelenka, with Jay Shalansky, the man behind the glass. Welcome back to Notorious Scoundrels. What's going on, guys? Not much. It's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. It feels like San Diego out here in, in, in uh, Northern Virginia. Yeah, I mean, uh, normally it's pretty humid, but uh, today it was very warm and very dry, so it's great. Yeah. Yeah, usually, uh, for some reason, they decided to build DC on a swamp. Um, but, uh, you know, it was pretty nice and dry today. So Hasn't um, been drained, but we're good. It, yeah. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in other news, uh, you should yeah. sign up for Northeast Open. Um, yeah. July 6th and July 7th. July 6th and 7th. It's going to be awesome. It's uh, uh, We're going to have tons of fun. We're going to be there streaming um, and hanging out with people. And uh, there's going to be lots of other fun people there, too. There's going to be all sorts of crazy prizes. Uh, Jay's talked about this extensively. Um, so we won't hit it, but there's going to be even more stuff that you haven't seen yet. So sign up now. Um, At the fifthtrooper.com. Yep, fifthtrooper.com. Uh, all right. Anything more about that? Good? No. Nope. All right. Nope, I think we're good to go. All right, so uh, we're going to talk about LVO. Yeah, so LVO sold out in, what, like four hours? Yeah, like four hours, man. Like, that was fast. <laughs> like, I, I think um, I posted it in the Discord in general chat the day before, and then, like, I think LJ was awake until the sales actually opened. And then it just, like, it just got snapped up inside four hours. Like, all of the stuff, like, all the triple play packs were sold out, all the um nationals uh tickets were sold out and so they're they're waitlisted last i heard it was 25 they're trying to waitlist to double i think to see if they can get a double size tournament right so um actually for those that don't know last year uh originally frontline gaming which was you know frontline gaming runs lvo i think they only gave lj like 16 or 32 spots and then the wait wait list just kept getting longer and longer and longer and eventually they ended up you know, with what they ended up with. And now they're starting with 64. Um, but if it's full and you still want to go, you should still sign up because if, you know, if they double the size of the wait list, it's possible that uh, we could get an even bigger tournament. So, um, you know, there's no downside to waitlisting yourself for it. It is a national at the moment. It's, uh, I think, two two Worlds invites. Yep, um, two. They're trying to get four if they get 128. We'll have yeah. To I'm not clear on if uh, they have um, like airfare and lodging attached to those. Some of the, like, I believe Nova does for its spots, um, or at least one of them. I don't uh, think so, that that's going to happen this year. Oh, no. It was in the primer, but I uh, just, maybe so that's I think changed. that it made a lot of sense when there was only eight people going to Worlds. I don't know how they're going to pay for 64 people or 32 people this hotel. And- no 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 they're not not like not every invite um just you know so at least the way that nova was doing it is it's x number of invites you know so say two people get invites and then the winner gets uh airfare and hotel comped and then second place still has to pay along with the rest of the rpq winners okay um so it would be like it would be like three 
you know, Gen Con, Nova, LVO, basically three plane tickets. If they do it that way, um, I'm not. It's not entirely clear, but at least that's how Nova was advertised. Is that you're uh, a certain X number of top spots travel against comps. So I must have missed that. Yeah. Yeah, it was in the it was in the original Nova Facebook announcement. Could be they're not on the same well, page. That wouldn't be Who knows? <laughs> um anyway so yeah uh sign up for northeast open sign up for lvo even though it's it's full um because it may not end up being full if we get enough people on the wait list so um yeah you guys want to talk about uh so other things we're going to talk about today i played a invader league match elims against kingsley we'll talk about that um We'll talk about what we expect to see for the world's meta. Uh, and then we're going to also hit the, there are now four Invader League players left. So we're going to talk about those four lists. Um, yep. Uh, spoiler alert, none of them are Rebels. So, yeah, so uh, unfortunately, I eliminated Look, the last round. I This is not unfortunate. I've been calling... For somebody to take Kingsley down for what feels like two years. I know it hasn't been that long, but holy crap, it's about damn time. He's he's really good. Um, I mean, he's, previ- he's previously gone undefeated at four other tournaments. So season one, season two of Invader League, uh, LVO, and Adepticon. So. Um, if someone yeah, asked me who are... the best rebel player in the in the country was, I would without a doubt say it was Kingsley. Yeah, I would too. Um, yeah, but you know, everybody uh, is more. He's everybody's mortal, I guess. Um, so the one's got a bad day. Yep. Well, he also wasn't playing Imperials. <laughs> <laughs> he also on. wasn't we'll, playing we'll get, Luke. We'll get to this later, but <laughs> but he wasn't yeah. playing Imperials. He was not. Uh, I don't think that hurt him at all. I actually think I would have rather faced Imperials. Um, That's interesting. So uh, can you talk about how the general ebb and flow of your game went as far as like what objectives you played and how the general like clash of the armies went real quick for our, for our viewers? Yeah, and actually, let me talk about our list too, because they're kind of mirrors of each other. Um, so my list, I've talked about this before, I think, but essentially it's Veer's uh bosk six dlt stormtroopers one with a medic one with an officer and then three sniper strike teams and that's it um nothing fancy bosk has stims and hunter and uh veers has improv um and that's it it's uh what did you call it a trash compactor list um before that's yeah essentially what it does you know it buries you in dice and stormtroopers and red saves and uh um, you know, at the end of the game, you're still staring at like nine, ten, eleven activations, and you've only got six or seven to score with, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's how my list works. Kingsley's was very similar, um, except the rebel version. He had six uh, Z6s, uh, two medics sprinkled in there, uh, three sniper strike teams, Leia, uh, and then Sabine with. Um, Dark Saber and I think Tenacity and Stims, so um, almost a mirror of mine, you know, Sabine in, in place of Bosk, but then you know the support commander and Leia, six six of the core staples and uh, 
three sniper strike teams. So um, I actually thought for as, uh, you know, we would both admit to our list being boring. I thought for as boring as our list were, it was actually a pretty interesting game. Um, if folks are curious, you can catch this VOD on the Yavin Base Twitch channel. Um, uh, yep, and listen, and if, and, if you're listening to this after 14 days have gone by, I don't know when that is, but if you are listening to this cast in the future, um, far in the future, at least two weeks in the future, um, you can catch it on the Yavin Base YouTube channel. Um, I uploaded it there unedited, so if you want to go ahead and find us on YouTube, you can, and it'll be there for your viewing pleasure. It was a very tactical game, a pleasure to cast. Uh, me and R1 had a really good time. Um, just seeing how the game, how the game fell out, it was really, really good. There were some some really interesting moments, Kyle. Maybe you can talk about them more than me, but there really were some fun, fun. Uh, yeah, events. I don't want to. <laughs> it 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 was fun. It was. I don't want to like go into super detail because I know people yeah. get bad reps. But um, yeah, <laughs> we, it was. Uh, uh, let's see. It was advanced positions, minefield, and um, intercept. So, yes. Um, uh, Deployment-wise, we kind of each deployed a little bit off-center. Um, I actually put uh, Bosk away from the rest of my force, um, like on my far left, which was closer to his stuff. Um, that was a calculated move to make sure I didn't waste lying in wait on the first turn. And also to put some pressure on his snipers that were over there. Um, it ended up he uh, so the highlight of the game basically was um, he moved Sabine over there to deal with the Bosque, and they kind of duked it out for what three turns, four turns? Yeah, three three um, turns or so. And Sabine just Sabine just uh, couldn't save. Yeah, know. she. Uh, so I was actually looking back at the dice. It was not like. It was definitely a little bit below average, but yeah. I think it was like he he I think he failed four saves on like ten dice, um or something like that with Sabine. Um, there were some clutch fails like the Diaxis. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh man, Boskitter Boskitter once with Diaxis, she failed that one, and that was when she had two health left. Um, yeah, he so like went over to rip rip ripperoni. Yeah. yeah, so that was it basically, right? Poison token plus one wound equals dead Sabine. Yeah, he like um, took Sabine over there to quash boss shooting but then of course she wasn't near any medics and by that time i think he used all of his medic charges and then she took this she, she like failed one save from the dioxys charge and then the poison token got her yep and yeah you can't you can't stem poison tokens <laughs> yeah and boss melee doesn't suck um yeah know, he had previously hit her with uh three melee attacks each of which did exactly one damage so after saves and all that it's pretty average. Um, it, yeah. Um, yeah. That's perfect so, for you. Right. Yeah, it worked out. You know, sometimes Sabine rolls really hot on saves and you can't touch her, but this was not one of those times. Um, so they basically canceled each other out. Uh, Bosk had actually got a, actually one of my worst lying in weights off. Uh, <laughs> 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 with 10 aims, I think I ended up with like uh, a crit and three hits. Yeah, that's what? right. Um, one of which was canceled by... Um, heavy cover. <laughs> right. So he only killed three guys, but it was an already weakened squad, so it worked out okay. But um, anyway, so yeah, and so that happened with the Sabine boss duel. They kind of canceled each other out, which worked to my benefit, I think. Um, so I was able to kind of bunch up on the side, and I caught quite a few rebel trooper squads. Uh, if you look at the map, there's like this these heavy woods in the middle, and then each each side has sort of like a light cover approach to the heavy woods. 
and I was kind of able to flank his light cover approach and um, kill some rebel troopers in that light cover area. Um, and then by the time, so he actually scored the objective the first two times. We talked about this in the past on intercept. Um, personally, I am not a, uh, afraid to just concede the first two scoring rounds on intercept um, if I know that I can get the last one. And that's pretty much exactly what happened. So he got the first two. Um, I got the last one. Uh, we tied on victory points. And then by that time, I was ahead on, on um, you know, MOV points scored. So um, it was a really it was a really fun game. Kingsley's, you know, he plays everything really tight. So um, it was a very tense game for me. He kind of got stuck in these light cover woods. And there was actually a really cool moment where he had like a late game or like middle game maximum firepower that killed a squad almost fully off and that was just like so devastating i think that was the moment the game really took a turn in your favor not only did you have like a bunch of squads shooting into this light cover but you also had this max firepower that just like killed a fully healthy squad to start yeah. your turn yeah it killed four rebel troopers so that was a yeah. pretty big swing and is he um, six out of it yeah and that was that was uh i think that was immediately back to back with on the previous turn the last activation was that dioxys charge to put sabine on on poison so yeah, and then you kind of just leaned on him for the rest yep. of the game. Yeah, it was um, definitely, you know, Kingsley's dice also, he had some, like, really pathetic Z6 shots, um, you know, which I guess comes with the territory a little bit with Z6s, but um, you also need some home run Z6 shots, and I don't recall him having any of those. I recall at least one. There was one there that you guys one. blew up on stream about, and I turned tuned in yeah. for like 20 minutes or something. You guys were like, oh my <laughs> god, like Kingsley's back in it! Oh my god! And I was yeah. like, oh, it's a game. <laughs> well, there was it was like a seven hit. There was a seven hit in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah there and, was. Uh, there was. No, what, what, what did we say? We said, here's you. It was a Luke from Master of the Force said, uh, oh, it's like Steph Curry. Here's your BS third quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what <laughs> you, you guys know? said. Yeah, because there was yeah. actually back-to-back -back activations, I think, where he killed three stormtroopers on consecutive shots. Um, um, so, yeah. I mean, it was we were both pretty thin at the end of the game. Yeah, you were trading heavily, but you know, you were 50 points up between Bosk and Sabine. Like, that's really well, good for you. And I think, actually looking back, uh, I think he only killed one stormtrooper unit all the way down uh, to the unit leader. So That's something that happens time and again on some of these, on some of these games, where the the rebels lose their whole squad, but the Imperial saves like one dude, and then they don't give up any MOV at all or any points, I should say. So, I actually wanted to touch on that because I think, as much as this game was interesting, it personifies what's going on right now, and that is, you had seven more units than Kingsley that had a range advantage. Uh, yeah. Um, and seven's a lot for starters um and essentially what has to happen in these like middle objective fights is you're both are staring at each other in a gun line and the rebels have to move up first um i don't know that he had to um the dlts weren't really doing anything no but boss would but... have been had he not and, and this is kind of boss th th this is where yeah. i'm gonna kick into the next part of the conversation is that if you're not, if the rebels aren't moving in first they're either not doing anything or they need to like rely on Luke and or Sabine to get in under the wire and deal the damage that needs to get dealt with. And then everybody needs to get in there. And in this scenario, Sabine charged in there. He flipped a coin and lost. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with that. And actually I was talking yesterday with Kingsley about this. Um, Rebels definitely rely on those big plays. 
like it's it's pretty difficult to make a rebel list um where you're not focused on someone like Luke or Sabine to make those, you know, one or two home run plays. Which, granted, they can do that. Yeah. Right. That's why they're amazing. Um, but they can also not do that. So whereas like my Empire list um is much more like able to take a hit uh or much much less vulnerable to dice variants, like bad saves. Um you know, in that situation, like Sabine didn't make her saves that she needed to make, and that made the difference in that Sabine boss duel. Uh, you know, for my list, it's like you don't expect boss to make any saves anyway. <laughs> um, and your stormtroopers are going to be, you know, like you said, those lone unit leaders. I think at one point I had like three stormtrooper unit leaders behind this line of sight blocker having a tea party. Um, which, by the way, so quick tactics point. I know we've talked about this before, but um, single unit leaders like if you have a crippled squad and it's just one unit leader left uh prioritize saving that thing as quickly as possible uh they are not useless they're an activation you know they can score at the end of the game um they keep your your count up for pulling tokens and their points so you know don't just like write that squad off when you have one or two guys left in it um so yeah um I don't know, you guys got any more takeaways from this one? And I, I don't want to go too far down the Rebel Empire rabbit hole because I know we're going to do that in just a minute. <laughs> Not like we haven't yeah, done that yeah. on every show for the past few weeks. Um, hey, man, I told you the other day, I'm on a crusade. I know. Uh, I am. <laughs> I, uh, I, well, I believe that, um, and maybe we can just jump right into this. Uh, well, I believe that the last couple of releases have offered more options for Empire. Uh, than they have rebels. I still believe that rebels um, are perfectly competitive. Uh, those options are just more limited, right? Like the roster of units that they have available to them from a competitive perspective is shorter. That list is shorter. Um, but I think I think rebels are still fine. Like I'm gonna. Well, I don't. We don't. We don't have to talk about worlds just yet. But if I brought rebels rebels to worlds, I would not feel bad about it. Um, I think that's fair. Can can we just cycle this into the top four invader list? I think this is a good segue. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I actually, I think the top four and to some degree the top eight invader league lists, at least in this small sample, disagrees with your premise. There are no DTs. Uh. Right. Um. Which means that is actually quite shocking. To me. I, I I agree. I think it's shocking to me as well. I think that and like if we consider the the meta, and this is like a very small narrow perspective, uh, the imperial meta to be Veers and or Bosk and or Boba, six DLTs and three snipers. That's really not that different from. Leia and or Sabine and or Luke sixty sixes and three snipers. Um, when when you boil it down to it, now yes, you can throw death troopers in there instead of an extra bounty hunter or something. But nobody, at least in this tournament, is doing that with the success rate that everyone else is. Um, it's notable that there were actually like there were way more bounty hunter lists to begin with. Elims than Death Trooper lists. Sure. Um, one, I think there was this perception when Invader League Elims started that Bosk was just a straight upgrade over Death Troopers, which I don't think is necessarily true. Um, I think Krennic is underappreciated. But 
um, without getting down that whole rabbit hole, I also believe that uh, Dust Troopers are much worse than Bosk in Empire Mirrors specifically. I think they're a lot better in in Rebel matchups relative to Bosk. But you know the way that Round Robin shook out because those you know we already talked about how the maps were just a little bit too open in Round Robin. You only you had twenty one Imperials and tw- and eleven Rebels. So um, Imperials, you know, there were a lot of Empire Mirror matches in Elims. And um, I think Death Troopers are disadvantaged relative to Bosk in that situation, personally. Yeah, I think that that's fair. Um, and I, but I think they're also excellent against Rebels. So um, I think that's a little bit of it. It's so many Elims matches where Empire Mirrors. Uh, it's funny, in my case, I actually faced... Well, I, it, my first match was an Empire Mirror, but then I faced the Rebel players back-to-back, um, which was kind of interesting. Uh but generally speaking, there were a lot of like double bounty lists or single bounty lists facing, you know, Krennic DT lists, and uh, I think they're generally speaking advantaged in that situation. The, the extra source of Pierce is. But huge. I don't think that means Death Troopers are bad. What's I, that? I don't think it means they're bad either. The extra source of Pierce is huge. Yeah, for sure. And that's why, like, you look at, you know, we've talked about this bracket. The top half of the bracket was like all double bounty lists, basically. Um, yeah, and we're gonna get into these top four lists. The two lists in the top part of that list are both double bounty lists. Yeah, um, there are six bounty hunters between four lists. Oh my goodness. Um, what what I actually find very interesting is that Boba and Bosk are equally represented in the sample size, and so is Veers. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, Krennic is not in the top four. So we should also we should also say. Um, Nicky Milan and Beefcake actually played their match, and Beefcake won. Uh, he won the duel of the double bounties, so Beefcake is in the final. Um, it's just we can talk about Beefcake's list here real quick. It's Veers, Improv, uh, Bosk with Hunter Tenacity and Stims, Boba Fett with Hunter and Stims. Um, one, two, three, four Stormtroopers with uh, DLTs, one of which has a Med Droid, and then three Sniper Strike teams. So that's actually this is a ten activation double bounty. Um, it's exactly eight hundred points. Um, it's like the most rebel imperial list I've ever heard of because he's he's <laughs> trying to get mileage out of two lead characters. Yeah, and he's got General Veers in there, right? Yeah, so he's got he's got three characters. I so I've talked about this already. I I actually think I think both versions of single bounty are better than double bounty. Well, both by both I mean like all four versions because you can also run them with Chronic, right? Um, which is funny because there were only out of thirty-two players, there were only two single bounty lists, uh, and those two lists are myself and Luke Cook, <laughs> who are still in it. So, and there were like fifteen double bounty lists. So, um, I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, I personally, I think all all of the versions of single bounty are better than double bounty for reasons we've already discussed primarily um you know you've got two focus pieces right in double bounty between bosk and boba fett and each of them by nature by their nature uh only gives themselves orders so you know you probably cut flamethrower for push so that you at least have one turn where you can give them both orders um but generally speaking uh you know you've got at least five turns where an important piece that you want to have an order doesn't have an order and I've seen several games uh, so far, at least streamed, where that's been a significant factor in a double bounty list losing. Um, also, like, you know, Veers in these lists, 
uh, do you run Veers or a generic? And if you run Veers, which one pip are you cutting? So I we, we've I talked about if... this already too, but yeah, I think yeah. you'd probably cut Dioxus. Nah, right? you cut maximum firepower. I've been talking on Discord about this for like last week. Okay, You're cutting so maximum firepower. If you cut max firepower, then why are you paying uh, the eighty the thirty point premium for Veers? Because you're buying a gun that can actually shoot things, A, right, which is hugely flexible. Um, you are, it's efficiency, really, in my mind. You are paying 30 points for efficiency. All of the generic officer's actions are nowhere nearly as efficient as Veers' are. When you spotter two something, that is like 100% more efficient than spotter one in something. I think that's a huge deal. Yeah, I just don't know if that's 30 points. Like, I guess my point is I would rather cut the Bounty Hunter and keep Veers and maximum firepower and throw two more DLTs in there than keep Veers and cut, you know, a good command card and use uh, use half of Veers for 80 points. Right, when you put it that way, it seems like it's not even a question, right? Well, but that's, that's why double Bounty is bad. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not well, as good as... <laughs> Is Veers yeah, plus, I, I mean, plus we, X, right? I definitely don't think we can say that it's bad because... I, that's, I didn't mean to say that. Know, that was, that right. was not the right word to use. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly good. But I don't think... Right. I think that the generic version of Veers plus X as opposed to Veers plus X plus Y, I think it's just better because of that. It's certainly more flexible. Yeah. Right? You don't have to make any hand, hard command card decisions. You can always have your order tokens where you want them. Um. You know, and you've got so the way I look at it, right, is you've you've either got Bosk or Boba Fett, and then you're replacing the other bounty hunter with two DLT stormtrooper squads, um, which gives you more activations and it gives you, you know, ten red dice bodies with decent firepower. So, in my opinion, that's I think that's better, and that's why I ended up with single bounty. But have have two bounty tokens made a difference in any of these games? Because I'm trying to think of when they when they did, if any, make a difference. Because I guess having two times the number of bounty tokens makes bounty easier to collect. Or is it still a trap? I I've mean, trying to I pretty much out. got kicked out around Robin because of bounty. Um, well, there you go. So I, I think, does it on paper make that much difference? No. But when every target has a bounty token on them, becomes a lot easier to score bounty <laughs> especially when you have multiple things that are can collect that bounty token and it doesn't matter which bounty token you collect with what i think it's just overall is much more consistent in scoring the bounty whether it matters or not i think is a question that's another question debate. yeah um yeah but i think that I, I i don't think we've got this stat tracked but if we looked at like the amount of times Bounty has been scored this Invader League as opposed to when Boba Fett was alone, I think that you'd find that it's a lot higher. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I think Double Bounty turns it from a gimmick into something that you can actually potentially rely on for a victory point. Yeah. Now, whether that victory point ends up mattering, um, you know, even if, and it's possible you never score it, but it affects how your opponent plays their characters, which could still be important. Um, who knows? I also think that Bosk is a way more consistent way to pressure people's characters. Boba's great, oh, yeah. but I mean, you have to hang him out to dry to get there a lot of the time. And Bosk is just like, no, I don't care. I'm going to sit back here, range four, and 
every time your dude peeks his head out, I'm going to shoot him. And I'm, yeah, I've actually been surprised how many times I've scored a bounty with Bosk. Yeah. It seems a lot easier than I anticipated. There was We actually didn't talk about this last week, but in my round two game, uh, <laughs> I played um, against the Falcon crew list, Hanley Achui, and Bosk killed uh, each of them himself in a different way <laughs> oh, i mean it's it's not that out of the question to like waste somebody with a line and wait like oh that's five sixths of leia's health like it's not hard i mean like she's just gotta have like a one slightly bad role and she's just dead yeah no i mean like in that game he killed uh i think he killed chewy with his gun he killed han with his melee and he killed leia with a bomb <laughs> <laughs> i feel like if that was that should be like a steam achievement or something yeah um <laughs> but yeah i do think i think i actually think bosk turns up the bounty keyword more than double bounty does yeah i think that that's fair yeah for real and it's hard to separate the two because a double bounty by definition has bosk in it yeah um but personally like even if you're just running single bounty i think it's a lot easier to actually score a bounty with bosk than it is to score a bounty with boba fett yeah, it's just there's more raw hits coming through with Bosk generically. If it's if he's not maximum firepower and not max firepower, but jetpack rocketing, um, it's really hard for him to rival in one shot the same amount of damage Bosk is putting out. Not to mention Bosk can shoot twice in a turn. Uh, from double the range. From yeah, I mean like range aside, <laughs> right? Range aside, it's it's you know it's still. Yeah not as competitive i mean boba's dice are a little better um but he's got to be a range two or a range three one time yeah you know? and boba's obviously a lot faster and more resilient right like he's he's better that he's better at objectives yeah you know i cut i cut recover from my deck for a reason <laughs> boba does something <laughs> because very different. i lose recover you know um yeah, he's, they're just totally different different animals. And if you have, I guess the rationale with double bounty is if you have it, you get the best of both worlds in theory. But um, I, I just I think you're sacrificing a little bit of efficiency across the board uh, if you do that. But it's kind of hard to argue with results, right? Beefcakes in the final with double bounty list. So yeah, I mean, as opposed to what I just said, yeah. it is apparently decent. So um, yeah. So on further reflection, I would drop munitions actually now that i think about it because you're if you if you're really going for bounty you're looking for the wombo combo between all three of them right you're looking for the max firepower the lying in weight and the jetpack rocket make it really easy to collect on these vulnerable characters so munitions, munitions is just in your way kind of if you're if you're playing the safe bounty collection game i so um I actually think that if you're going to cut munitions, you want ambush instead of max firepower. That is uh, unorthodox. I yeah, I don't actually disagree with that, though. Yeah, no, that's that said, I hate cutting munitions because it's amazing. I, yeah, I mean, I, if you're, if you're, <laughs> yeah, it's insanely if good. If you're going to uh, cut one of the bounty hunters one pips, I would rather be ambushed than maximum firepower. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I get that. But that's yeah. that's why that's why I think none of us would run double bounty. Sure, <laughs> that's but fair. No, I yeah I agree. All right, uh, so I let's look at principle. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you have you have principles unlike me, I guess. Um, <laughs> traitor. Uh, yeah, yeah. There were a lot of traitor memes uh, after oh, I goodness, defeated yes. Kingsley. There were a lot of uh, Kingslayer memes, which is the wrong IP, but still hilarious. Um, uh, so yeah, 
anyway, um, let's look at Nicky Milan's list. Uh, Don't worry, everybody. He's just dabbling. Yeah, no, yeah. no honestly. Uh, no I, cause for alarm here. <laughs> Rebels are back. You guys did say to wait until my after my game to decide, right? That's true. <laughs> um, uh, all right, let's look at Nicky Miles' list here real quick. He also is doing double bounty. He's got Veers with Recon, Boba Fett with Recon and Stims, Bosk with Stims. Uh, four Stormtrooper DLTs with two medical droids in there, and then three strike teams with snipers. So very similar to um, BPX's list. This is kind of the template, right? Uh, either Veers or Generic Officer, both bounty hunters, four DLT Storms, sprinkle in some medics, and then add three sniper strike teams. Yeah, they're a little... That is one delicious cookie. Yeah. It's very tasty. They're yeah. a little light on court troops for my liking. Um, I, yeah, and that's the other reason I don't like double bounty. But, um, you know, you make you make one mistake and get one one or two of them caught, you're suddenly down to like two core units, and that's that's bad news bears. Yeah, when when you have more snipers to pull out of your bag than core units, <laughs> something's gone horribly <laughs> wrong. Yeah, and actually, I was I got a I want to give a shout out briefly to Sploosh because I was impressed at how he um, recovered from the loss of some two early core units. He was also running double bounty when he faced uh, Joe DePinto. Um, he basically like sacrificed two core units to the saboteur uh, <laughs> Joe's sabs early in the game, and he recovered uh, ultimately and won that game. So, um, but you know, if you're if you've got six stormtroopers instead of four, um, you can take that punch a lot easier. Anyway, uh, that's enough about double bounty. We can look at the two single bounty lists, which were also facing each other. Um, Luke and I, I think, are going to play that game on uh, June twelfth. So that's that's a June ways in. away from now. Um, both of us are also going to Worlds, so back to back UM's games have been uh, potential Worlds Worlds matchups. <laughs> we'll sneak preview of what you might expect. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. So yeah, Luke is really good. He's he's essentially running a mirror of my list, except he's doing it with Boba Fett instead of Bosk. Um, that's almost all there is to say about that. And he's really good at it. It's the same list that he brought to Adepticon and won his invite with, I think. So maybe some slight tweaks in there with upgrades and stuff, but basically the same list. Is there a correlation between the release date of the Bounty Hunter and the uh, chance of victory? Um, oh, you know what? He I'm sorry. He has a Snowtrooper in there. Oh. Um, cool i like it i do too actually like um because the you know snows got cut kind of throughout round robin because of those maps but i actually think that elam's maps are pretty decent for snows so yeah so it's essentially a mirror image of mine except with one snow instead of a, an x a sixth dlt so snows with compel man like that's really good but no one's yeah. running krennic so who cares <laughs> he's not running krennic but i will um, say that uh as opposed as these results may seem, I think Krennic's maybe not given his fair shake for some reason. I don't know. I'd like to see how many people are running Krennic as opposed to Veers. Um, well, so here's... Uh, we touched on this with Death Troopers, right? I think I think Death Troopers are better against Empire than they are against Rebels. Or, I'm sorry, other way around. Better against Rebels than yeah. they are against Empire. Um. I also think that Krennic is better against Rebels than against Empire, both because Death Troopers are and because his cards are specifically. Um, you know, he's got two cards that essentially preempt Luke, right? Voracious Ambition and uh, Deploy the Garrison. Um, 
So I think that Chronic Industrial Troopers are both great and frustrating for Rebel players to face. But if all you're seeing is Empire Mirrors, I think yeah, I think Veers is better. That's fair. Personally. And that's also why, you know, I ran Veers boss for the entire round robin and I had four Empire players in my um in my round robin group and one rebel player. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that was that was calculated at least on my part. Um that said, I think I think Krennic and Death Troopers are still very solid. But all right, enough about bounty hunters and Empire and all that. Uh so Sabine's not gonna be out until July. Apparently, it's word on the street or word on the boat. Um, word, I see what you did there. Um, I assume that also means Bosk won't be out until July. So, where this comes from, just briefly, so that you know that we're not pulling this out of our ass. Um, Sarastro, the famed uh painter who does those awesome painting videos, which I've watched um many times, uh, basically posted on his Patreon that he was planning to do a Sabine video. But that FFG uh, uh, told him that she was delayed until July, so he was instead going to do a Landspeeder video. Um, so this seems like—I mean, it's not a press release from FFG, but this seems like semi-official. Yeah, and right? I think the stuff going um, on with the downed ATST is also pretty indicative that um, this is probably legit. You mean like uh, Europe getting it and not? The United States. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, we won't get into politics, but um, I know that uh, FFG is not the only, at least as far as gaming components are concerned, the only company that has had stuff delayed. Um, so I know GW's had some issues also, and I like some card sleeves and stuff I've had uh, backordered for like a month uh, from a company that's not usually slow. So. Um, without getting into the why, it seems like it's clear that Sabine and Bosk are not going to be legal for Worlds. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess we're looking at essentially Adepticon meta plus um, the two new heavies and Chronic and Death Troopers. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, Rebels. <laughs> I think Rebels. So if the tables are bad, then maybe I'll eat my words. But um, at least if the tables are fine, I think Rebels are going to be fine. How many Death Trooper shots have you soaked yet? Uh, what, like in raw numbers? Like how many times have you been shot by a Death Trooper squad? Uh, Four or five. It hurts. Right. Um, <laughs> I prefer to avoid it. I'm just... I'm just... I'm I'm measuring it so that the next time I ask you that question and it's fifteen to twenty, I want to find out where the break. Yeah, is. no, you mean I assume you mean as rebels because that number is much higher for as. Yeah. Yes, no. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, I mean, look, death troopers are good against rebels. I'm not gonna try and say they're not, and I expect to see them. Um, I think that uh, you know, there's four like quote unquote known empire players, right? Go to worlds, LJ, um. Luke, Cook, uh, Matt Kish, and um, R1. Uh, so I expect all or some of them to bring Death Troopers. Um, so, yeah. If I play Rebels, uh, I'm going to have to figure out how to deal with that. <laughs> Wait a minute. If Bosk isn't legal for Worlds, does that mean you can take a Landspeeder? Uh, yeah, although I think that... Um, 
<laughs> Veers and Boba Fett are still perfectly great against the Lance Peter. <laughs> oh, of course they are. Um, as are DLT Storms at range three. Uh, but whatever. Um, Yes, you could. You could take a land. Uh, the land speeder is really good. I just, oh, man. I'm, I'm not going to. Really so good. I think it's great in Rebel Mirrors, actually. Um, and I think it has a lot of firepower. But I, I just, for, first of all, for me personally, I've, I haven't practiced with it. But also, I think it just kind of dies to Empire Lists still, like most vehicles do. Uh, um, I don't know, man. Why against Empire games? They've been pretty successful. It just, it, I think it's just still a little bit low in the damage department, just because you're relying on your opponent to blank, and you know, that's that, that's the unfortunate truth. And it's only like what, what a, a fully kitted Luke's like one eighty three, and the fully kitted speeder's like one sixty four. So you're not really saving that many points. Yeah, I see the argument for it. Um, it would be nice, you know, as I alluded to earlier, um, just talking with Kingsley about like splashy plays as rebels and trying to avoid relying on that um it'd be nice to find a build that worked without looking it in our current meta uh but i just don't see it yeah um <laughs> suckers <laughs> <laughs> no, look i mean luke is luke is really good i looks good i mean that's a... he... so is bosk so is boba so is Beers. So no. is Krennic. Yeah, I know, but uh, I love my I love my lightsaber boy. What can I say? Like, actually, so David and I played a game yesterday, and it was another no, one no. of those games <laughs> where <laughs> don't uh, do me like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. Uh, so it was uh, another one of those my, games. My bungling where... saboteur play. Yeah. <laughs> I thought your sad play was fine. Uh, oh, Le- yeah. the Leia move was your was your mistake, I think. Yeah, but you found you found like this like spot for Luke where like. He started his move out of range of the sab bomb and then ended his move just out of range of the sab bomb. It was so unfortunate. Yeah, it was a nice. He kind of jumped right in there, which is what he does. Um, yeah, but that's Luke. That's Luke's right. Like, it was Luke to a T. Yeah, it was a game where Luke essentially carried it on his back, which he's prone to do. So no, he's he's earning the title scalpel in this case. Right. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think that game was over almost the instant I put Leia, um, where Luke could then pull her at the end of two moves. That was yep. probably the, the biggest error in that game. Everything else was, you know, semi kosher. Maybe deploying two squads where I put them was not a good idea. But yeah, I think anyway. Yeah, you're. But anyway, actually, it sort of proved the point, yeah. right? Right. I mean, Luke can pick up a game on his back and walk over the finish line with it. Yeah, if I'd killed, if I'd killed Han, things would have been so much closer too. Yeah, like, I was running Flyboys, so ah, yeah, yeah. It was Flyboys versus like this Leia Chewy Sab Jank. I like to run. Yeah, I've been I've been messing around with Flyboys just because I feel like actually Han is is notionally at least a good counter to Krennic. Um, you know, between change of plans and being able to preempt them with sorry about the mess. Um, but you know, Han has Han lists have suppression issues, which is why I was running two officers. <laughs> which yeah, which were, is funny because in that game they were never anywhere near Han, but he that, still got out okay because he rallied well enough. He like lost one action to suppression all game. Yeah, and I kept Luke near him for Return of the Jedi, which helped. Yeah. Um, but those officer Z sixes actually were like all stars. Oh my gosh, yes, they were just roasting things because they had like what they had like eleven dice each and they had two courage and they didn't really care about getting shot one time and they're just they're just really independent. Yeah, I want to play around with them a little more. You know, like all yeah. rebel things, they still melt when you shoot them. Uh, but if you can avoid them getting shot. 
you know, hey, eleven dice is a lot of dice. If if you want to pay an extra, you know, ten points for a white die say if you go for it. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a reason it's that they're not like no one's spamming officers, right? Well, maybe uh, right. they should be though. I think you just you just brought up a very interesting point, and in that um, they kind of so the reason that Imperials are winning the range game right now is generally because rebels can't move and shoot. Yep, and officers so, can do that. And officers, yep, officers can do that. and strict orders help that out a lot. So they maybe... also they also change your action calculation late game. Uh, so just going back real quick to my game with Kingsley. Um, so I'm running an officer DLT for Invader League, and that officer DLT. You know, it was instrumental in that last turn running stuff into the into the zone, because essentially it's two units guaranteed that you can get in there, right? Uh, the officer themselves, and then the unit that they inspire. So, um, you know, they change the calculus for those situations too. Besides just throwing extra dice all the time, which is nice. Well, everybody go out and buy four specialist boxes for whatever faction you play, because you're gonna. <laughs> I don't yeah, know about I don't know about four, but definitely get at least one. Um, you just get six and play medic spam. I mean, come on. There you go. Why not? <laughs> uh, yeah, medics are good too. Um, yeah, I, I think. I don't think that I. Um, I don't think that I've made a list in the last six weeks that I like that doesn't have a medic in it. At least one. I'm thrilled because the two NB was like one of my favorite uh, action figures growing up. I'm not thrilled because this is an arms race. Is how I feel sure. about it. This is just sure. a evolution of the sniper arms race. Yeah, and, and that's, that's all I mean, it is. To be perfectly honest, that's why I'm taking them. <laughs> well, that's my right. point. That's my point. It's just like we've we're 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 like, oh, everybody's taking three snipers. It can't get worse from here. And then everybody, and then, and then I think Luke Cook put a medic in a in a squad yeah. and started like healing his snipers back, and people were like, oh. I guess it, it can Luke get worse. There's, Gar- <laughs> you know? There's Luke and Garn, yeah. yeah. Luke and Garn, yeah. Um, Both of them. And Whoops. here we are, two months later, where everybody has a medic in Invader for the most part. Most people take two, and it's just snipers shooting back and forth at each other, healing themselves. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, so I wanna I wanna do a rebel shout out real quick here because I think that. Uh, at least if you're facing a chronicalist, you've already got an advantage with snipers because there's no max firepower and there's no spotter. Um, and if you take Leia, you've got coordinated bombardment. So, um, okay. Uh, so, you know, brief shout out to a strength that rebels have. Leia's still good. Coordinated bombardment's still good. All right. You guys got anything else on any of that? Uh, um, not really. Well, uh, so next week, a uh, little bit of a, sh- of a short and sweet episode this week, which is fine. Um, uh, next week, I think we'll hit some, maybe some new list building concepts. We had a list building episode a month or two ago, but at this point, it's got to be pretty dated. So, um, you know, going at least uh, coming up into worlds at the end of the month, I think it's a good time to talk about list building again, especially now that we probably know what units are going to be legal for it. So. Sweet. All right. I'm excited. Giggity. Me too. All right. Awkward well, silence. Awkward we're gonna, silence. We're going we're gonna to take this out, out great. Let's do it. For the whimper. Right? 
Oh, you know, you know, Jay doesn't cut our embarrassing. I am uh, very hosting gas. I am very. <laughs> That's my favorite Super, part yeah. of this whole gig is that I get to listen to how awkward we get to be with each other. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's let's close. Less awkward now that we have webcams. But how about we close this thing out? Sure. All right. Okay. So we are the notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. And I'm David. And we will uh, see you next week. Join us next week for another episode of The Notorious Scoundrels. This has been a Fifth Trooper production.